Welcome to Snapchat with my younger self. My name is Monique Callender and I am the younger self. And I'm Karen Thomas and I always try to put a little snap in our chats. You are now listening to an intergenerational advice show or wisdom for the ages. So younger self, what Mm -hmm. are we talking about today? Well, we are talking about hair. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Black hair, good hair, white hair. (laughs) All different kinds of hair. Well, here we go. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) So back in... 2019, right? A 16-year-old African-American wrestler Mm -hmm. named Andrew Johnson Mm -hmm. was given an ultimatum by a white referee before a match. Okay. Your hair covering doesn't conform to the rule book, so cut your dreadlocks or forfeit. What? Yeah. Are you for real? 2019, baby. That was not that long ago. Not at all. Just pre-COVID. So hair has changed the course of people's lives, of relationships, Mm. uh, and now laws because Congress has enacted legislation around natural hair. And it's because of this situation. This This brought that to the forefront and really pushed this as a national issue. You know, I saw that they had finally decriminalized natural black hairstyles and I was like, it's about damn time. Really? Because <laughs> back in 1970, when I was trying to wear an Afro, when nobody decriminalizing it to my parents, <laughs> right? Your parents didn't want you to have an Afro? Oh, no, they did not want me to walk out of the house with nappy hair. What? Not, no, please. My mother would, you know, when I think about Easter's, which Easter is coming up, I'm almost getting a little cringe here because <laughs> I could, I could, I could feel my mother getting out the hot comb Ooh. that, uh, or the straightening comb. I heard about those that she will put on the fire mm. on the stove and straighten my hair, Ooh. and then roll it up in pink sponge rollers. Oh my goodness! To get me all curled up for Easter. For Easter. Wow. Yeah. I have never had to do anything like that before at all. Because you had what we called, (laughs) we could both say it, good Good hair. hair. I do have good hair. I'm not even going to lie. Y'all can see the little thumbnail. We haven't changed the picture yet. That's what my hair used to look like before I shaved it all off. Yeah. When I met you, you were like blackly locks. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. I like that. Yes. I used to have long, curly, quote unquote, good hair, um, which I I never really liked that term, Karen, because um, I felt like it was just a way to other me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like uh, white people can have bad hair, too. Then it's not just a black thing with good hair, bad hair. For me, good hair is hair that does what you want it to do. And I know plenty of people, black, white, or whatever you are, and their hair doesn't, maybe you want to do something with heat to it. It doesn't really work with that. Maybe you want to straighten it. You want to curl it, whatever you want to do. And you're having to like jump through these hoops to get the hairstyle that you want. Whereas for me, all I had to do was take a shower and wash my hair and it was perfectly curly and beautiful and shiny. (laughs) Okay, uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I love your new do, Thank and you. You, you are really sort of just working it now and Thank getting you. comfortable with yeah. it. 
but hair has a real power over how other people see us. That's true. How, and sometimes how we see ourselves. That's true. And when I first met you and you had these long locks, mm-hmm. well, not mm-hmm. dreadlocks, no locks, just regular old locks. <laughs> yes. Uh, curly, long, curly hair. Mm-hmm. You were smoking. Yeah. You were biting your fingernails. I was doing that. You weren't really looking me in the eye too much. Well, <laughs> right. Truth be told. But sure. now there's a whole confidence that you exude. Yeah. That's different. And it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it was because you cut your hair, mm-hmm. but I feel like you're no longer hiding behind your hair and the real wonderful you is really starting to blossom and bloom. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. You know, um, I had the same hair for basically my whole life. Um, uh, when I was a little kid, I was in a ponytail the whole time because my parents didn't want to have to deal with it. Um, but from like 10 to 32, um, it was just out. It was curly. It was kind of wild. It was, you know, doing its thing. Um, but I reached a point where I realized that I was kind of like, I needed to change my look and I wanted to change the way that people responded to me and the way they received me. And I thought that maybe shaving off all my hair would help with that. And I think it did. I think it did. Mm, yeah. So, so you're not getting the hair pull action anymore, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies, we know about the hair pull and men. It's funny Let's that you bring that up, pull. actually, because uh, I, you know, I had dated a lot of guys that like to pull hair in the bedroom, mm. right? Um, and that's something that is not okay for a lot of black women because. You don't want your wig to come off. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Or maybe you have like some extensions or something. Maybe you just got your hair done. You don't want somebody's hands all up on your scalp. Right. Um, But for me, it was something that I never had a problem with. But then I shaved all my hair off. And there was this one gentleman. I remember he was trying to reach in the back of my head to (laughs) to pull. And there was nothing there for him to pull. Oops. It is. I thought that was pretty funny. And so where did it go from there? Oh, Um, no, no. (laughs) You're going to save that for another episode, Karen. (laughs) So there are so many, uh, so many things we could talk about. Yeah. About about hair. For sure. Uh, Because black women talk about hair all the time. It's true. Now, I've never, I don't. You know, I have some very close white friends, Mm -hmm. but I don't think we've ever really talked about hair, mine or theirs. Yeah, it's not really a big topic um, from what I've noticed. I don't think I've really talked to my white girlfriends about hair either. I feel like it's just kind of whatever. Um, Mm. But I think for black hair, it's different because it requires a different amount of care. Um, And also because black hairstyles have been criminalized for so long. So Black women really have to walk that tightrope of what's acceptable um, in the workplace and, and in public and what's uh, good for them also, like a protective style or something like that. Well, so, you know, I, I spent a lot of my career at Essence, which, yeah. you know, was the beauty guide for Black women during a lot of hair transitions, right? Mm. So when I went there, you know, in the 80s, we were transitioning out of our natural hair and the, the jerry curl. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, picture Let that. Your soul glow. <laughs> that 
the Jerry Curl yes. was boss. And okay. there was a lot of black hair care companies mm -hmm. that were black owned mm. um, and a lot of black millionaires, mm. you know, um, I think about Soft Sheen and Johnson Products okay. and uh, so many black hair care companies that were making products to keep our hair healthy okay. and we're marketing them, mm. uh, you know, to us so that we could then begin to celebrate our hair. Okay. Um, you know, and, and the black beauty shop um. <laughs> was a rite of passage. Now, uh -huh. did you ever have the, the beauty shop experience? Cause I spent hours that I will <laughs> never get back uh. waiting to get my hair did on Saturday in the beauty shop. Well, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you're looking at it, um, <laughs> I did not spend many a Saturday in the hair salon because um, I never needed to. I never needed to do anything special with my hair. And my mom did her own thing. She had a family member doing her hair. So um, she didn't need to go and spend hours at a salon either. She did spend hours getting her hair done, but it was at a family member's house um, and it was a scheduled thing. And I, rarely ever accompanied her because it was boring for me. <laughs> well, you know, your, your, your hairdresser was yeah. like family. Okay. They got invited to the, uh, to the weddings, okay. <laughs> not just to do your hair, okay. but they, they were guests. <laughs> okay. And, you know, they were almost, they were kind of like your confessor. You got a lot, you, uh, you got a lot of, of Wisdom. woman knowledge. Okay. <laughs> we need, we need a place for that. For sure, and it, and it, it it maybe I did miss out. It has been the the beauty shops. I mean, that's where it was intergenerational because mm. there were young women there. Mm -hmm. There were you know, grow uh, women, wise women, into, yeah, and then seasoned women. Seasoned, I there. like that. Yes, uh -huh. okay. Uh, and we talked about everything from your work, your mm. man, mm. his woman, <laughs> the Ooh. other woman, a lot Yikes. of information yeah, okay. in the beauty shop, uh -huh. okay. a, a lot of side eyes okay. in the beauty shop, uh -huh. but also a lot of support mm. because it was also a place where you could come and get reaffirmed. You know, you never walked out of the beauty shop and anybody said anything, but boy, you look really nice, you know? Okay. And to be able to walk out of that and feel confident mm. that, you know, your sisters were approving how you looked and affirming how you felt. Mm. A lot of times you glided out of the beauty shop <laughs> after spending way too many hours there on, on a, a Saturday. Uh, but it's a cultural experience. Yeah. I, I know that, you know, there are other cultures that have impacted the black hair care. That's true. Actually, uh, we were talking about this before <laughs> about the, uh, speaking of good hair, the Chris Rock documentary about uh good hair and the hair care industry and how um who knew yeah who knew <laughs> that was this, gonna come full this, circle honestly uh <laughs> i the one thing because this movie came out like in 2009 so i don't remember much about it but the one thing that always stood out to me was the fact that there are indian women who are donating their hair uh at at their temple and that temple is taking that donated hair and selling it so that black women can weave it into their hair. And thank you, my sister, my Indian <laughs> sisters. <laughs> and thank that you straight, very much. Straight black hair. <laughs> my Indian sisters right. for your donation to the cause. <laughs> <laughs> but that's wild to me, you know, like a billion dollar industry. 
And and yes, not everybody is donating their hair. Some people do know what they're doing when they shave their hair off and give it to be sold. Um, and they're making money and good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you can order, you could get Hawaiian, you could get Indian. <laughs> but what is that like? I, you can like, get horse. <laughs> you, can get... <laughs> you can. Yeah. yeah. You can. Come yeah, on you now. Can. <laughs> but what is, I mean, what is that about? Why are black women especially feeling the need to take hair from another culture of woman? They don't feel the need to take hair from another culture of woman. women. For so long, black women have not felt like they could grow long hair and they've wanted to have it mm. because that's been the beauty standard for, mm. of white women. Okay. And also promulgated a lot by black men mm-hmm. and a hair thing, mm-hmm. right? So now you can have this long braided hair. Right. You can have, you know, a long weaved hair. You, you can, can become a whole other woman. You can. Mm. And so there's a freedom there mm-hmm. that black women didn't have before. I'm sure they ain't thinking about their Indian sister no, or their, you know. Not. What they're thinking about is now I can have some hair to pull. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that will change. Do you think now that black hairstyles have been decriminalized in the U.S. that that will change? Or do you think the industry is just too far gone? Well, everything goes through a cycle. Yeah. You know, but nothing real. I mean, people aren't still wearing jerry curls, but for the most part, but I'm sure they are somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We have to do some research on that. Uh, But I think you know, that black women are enjoying the freedom Mm. and, and to a lesser extent as white women get older, Mm -hmm. you know, their hair begins to thin Okay, because the black hair roots are strong, Okay, but the ends are thin. Okay. And it's the reverse for white hair. Okay. The roots are thin thin Uh and the ends are stronger, stronger, which pull, you know, a gravity Mm. allows that growth Mm -hmm. and doesn't cause breakage like a lot of black women experience, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's 20 years in essence, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Shout out to Mickey Taylor. (laughs) Shout out to Mickey Taylor. Okay. Uh, But, um, yeah, hair is a powerful thing. So how would you wrap up this conversation? You wrap it up and I'll snap it up. Oh, <laughs> I would I would say that um like I just to piggyback off of what you just said is that it doesn't matter, I guess, what your hair is like. When you get older, anybody can lose their hair. So appreciate it while you have it. And uh buy some good hair if you don't have any. <laughs> oh boy okay uh so i think that um a lot of times getting my hair done or doing something to it Mm. can change my attitude yeah right that's fair so but so does getting my nails done. Yeah. <laughs> so does getting a good compliment. So mm. does eating good food. Amen. So I think just like all those other things, mm-hmm. that good hair days yes. should be a part of my feel good process. Okay. I love it. So I think there's been a good conversation yeah. this week. Take care of your hair, listeners. Do a deep conditioning tonight if you haven't done one in a while. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right, au revoir.